It's been a long hiatus, but I am back and better than ever, baby. Welcome to the Texocity series presented by the 210 Culture Podcast and Pop Culture Radio. My name is Donna and I'm your host. I hope you guys had a wonderful, mm, what is it now? Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, happy 2021. Well, as good as it can be, right? Um, everybody was like, yeah, 2021. And I'm like, what the fuck is the difference? It's not going to change. <laughs> Here I am, optimistic me. Um, of course, I was in a very long hiatus. A uh, bunch of shit happened. It's just been a crazy roller coaster, but I'm here and I just, you know, honestly, I just need to stop being a lazy bitch and just start posting regularly again. Where am I going to find the time? It's, it was just difficult finding time to research cases. It does take me a very long time, guys. So just be patient with me. So today's episode, um, I decided to talk to you about the Texas Christmas Day Massacre, aka here is a, to another year of mispronouncing names. Azizola Bob Yazdanpana from uh, in Grapevine, Texas. Uh, we're just going to call him Bob. So the gist of this uh, case is that Bob would dress up as Santa Claus and spend Christmas with his family only a few minutes later, shooting his family and killing himself afterwards. I actually tried to find any information I could regarding his upbringing and childhood, but... Um, Aziz, aka Bob, he was an immigrant of Iranian origin who was Muslim. Um, Bob, who was 56 years old, had his estranged wife, Fatima Ramadi, who was uh, 55 years old. Bob and Fatima married in 1987 and had two children, Nona, who was 19, and Ali, who was 15. Bob had several perceptions from different people. Before we go on any further, just a little disclaimer. Um, I do research all these in different websites. This is not something that I come up with. Don't come at me because this is all just stuff that I look up on the internet. You can do a little Google search yourself and look it up. Uh, this case was actually supposed to go up in Christmas because, you know, hey, Christmas spirit, <laughs> but uh, it didn't happen. So we're going to do it here. Neighbors of the family said, that the family seemed tight-knit, saying that Bob seemed protective of his children. He was pretty outgoing, said neighbor Fred Didmars. If you saw him, he'd say hi to you and everything. Fatima worked in the past four years from 2011, doing manicures at a salon in South Lakes Town Square. The manager there said Fatima would often talk about her family, but never in a bad way. Quote, it seemed like their whole existence was about family, unquote, Bob said. Quote, it was just family issues, just typical family issues like mom and dad didn't get along, but dad was never violent, never did anything to hurt them. He loved his kids and he was a good dad, unquote. Bitch, you thought. Mm. Family friends would ultimately say that they would never have expected anything like this. Quote, during the years, we sensed things, but not to the point he would take his own children's lives, unquote. On the other hand, Bob's immediate family described him as very strict, controlling, with Fatima being more understanding towards their children. Nona had graduated from Colleyville Heritage High School in 2011 and was attending a local community college and her brother Ally was a freshman in the same high school. Her friends would say that she hoped to go to school in California to become a lawyer. A specific friend, Yesel Alvarenga, had said that Nona hinted in August of 2011 
that things were becoming very difficult in her life, but wouldn't go much into details. In interviews conducted later by Dallas Morning News, other classmates would say that, quote, she would come to school crying and telling us her dad was crazy, unquote. Said Lacey Reed, quote, he wouldn't let her wear certain things. He was always taking her phone away, checking her call history, and checking her text messages, unquote. Even going to the extremes of installing a camera around the house so he can watch the family coming and going from the house. There was talk that Bob would nail her bedroom window shut so she could not sneak out at night and see her boyfriend. Quote, she couldn't date at all until she was a certain age. But when he was going to let her date, she couldn't date anyone outside of their race or religion, unquote, Reed said. In high school, Nona was in the debate team, which her father Bob would help organize debates, raise money, and occasionally serve as a judge. A couple of years later, leading into 2021, was an absolute disaster for Bob and his family. I mean, worse than 2020? Oh, I don't know. It's pretty equal right there. So Bob and Fatima had marital problems as Bob's controlling habits and unemployment were getting to Fatima. During her marriage to Bob, Bob would not let Fatima work, having Bob as the only source of income in the house. Bob had been unemployed for four years prior to 2011 as he stopped working the mortgage business and Fatima had to start working, even holding down two jobs at a time to make ends meet. In August 2010, Bob and Fatima would file for bankruptcy as this was the financial breaking point for Fatima. In March of 2011, Fatima would ultimately get tired of Bob and separated from him, taking the kids and moving to an apartment complex just a couple miles down the road from where they used to live. Bob's friend would tell the Dallas News that he and brother-in-law Muhammad would lie to their wives about trips they took in which they would get hotel rooms with prostitutes. Zarei would tell his wife about what Bob was doing. Of course, not himself. He didn't want to snitch himself out, sis. He was like, mm-mm, no. I'll snitch on his ass, but not on me. And that may have played a role in the separation between the two as well as the other factors. Later in 2011, their home went into foreclosure. Bob was still living at the house, but without electricity or water. He also had very little furniture, as well at the time he was living there. Fatima was living her best life. She had her license to work at a spa and had been working at two different spas when she separated from Bob. This, of course, infuriated Bob. To see her succeed without him made it feel angry and worthless in a way. Fatima was very private about her personal life. She never spoke to her coworkers about her personal life, but did have a close friend, Kimberly Garcia. Kimberly would say that Fatima would tell her, quote, about Aziz was not providing for the family as was his Muslim responsibility, unquote. At this point, it seemed as though Fatima feared for her life regarding Bob. She told her apartment management that she was scared of Bob and would even tell a colleague that Bob did not take the divorce well at all. Bob, had run-ins with the law before, being placed on probation for three years in 1996 after pleading guilty to one count of subscribing to a false income tax return. He was fined $1,000 and required to pay $30,119 in restitution. Now, all this bad shit happened in 2011 between Bob and Fatima, and I'm sure Bob was at his breaking point. It's now Christmas time in 2011, and Fatima... Her sister Zoray, Zoray's husband, Muhammad, and their daughter Sarah, Nona, and Ally 
had plans to spend Christmas together. Bob was not fond of Fatima's sister Zoray, claiming that she would interfere with their marriage quite often. Oh my god, this reminds me of the <laughs> of the Jenny Rivera series. I don't know if y'all watching it. You know, I'm I'm watching it. It's, it's a pretty good show, but at the same time, I'm like Jenny, what is wrong with you, girl? Come on. Anyways, one particular friend, Mark Belgari, had told police that quote his sister-in-law had control over his wife and children, and they would listen to her when she called him evil, unquote. Bogari would continue to say in a phone interview that he had spoken to Bob before Christmas Eve and was planning on attending the party hosted by Zoray and Mohammed. It is unclear if Bob was invited to spend Christmas together. As some sources say, he wasn't, and that was a breaking point, and some say that he might have been, since there was no force of entry when he arrived at the apartment. Belgari claims that Bob was not welcome, which may have been the final straw for him. Quote, they denied him his pride, unquote. They took his family away. On December 25th, 2011, Fatima, Noni, Ali, Zori, Mohammed, and Sarah, of course, spent Christmas together in Fatima's apartment. They had just finished unwrapping presents when Bob arrives into the apartment. As soon as Bob walks in, Sarah then texts her boyfriend at the time just before 11 a.m., quote, So we're here. We just got here. My uncle is here too. Dressed as Santa. Awesome. Unquote. At 11.15 a.m., this would probably be the last text she sends out that says, quote, Now he wants to be all fatherly and win father of the year because he fucked up before. Unquote. At that point, I'm sure feeling some type of way because the family didn't really accept of him being there, he exits the apartment and comes back with a .40 caliber and a 9mm. Bob would shoot and kill his estranged wife Fatima, Nona, Ally, Fatima's sister Zoray, and her husband Mohammed and their daughter Sarah. They were all shot multiple times in the head with Bob's wife being shot once in the head and Muhammad, the brother-in-law, being shot multiple times in the head, chest, and stomach. Bob would eventually take his own life. But not before 911 was called from inside the apartment, which they believed to be Bob, saying, Help! Help! I'm shooting people. Well, that's what you can't really hear, but that's what they say that it sounds like. Of course, the police rushed to the apartment, and when they went inside, they had discovered the two guns one in Bob's hand and the other gun in Muhammad, the brother-in-law's hand. Investigators would then make the conclusion that Muhammad, the brother-in-law, had pulled the trigger first with Bob firing for protection. It is more than likely that Bob shot and killed the entire family and then turned the gun on himself. One investigator says, quote, with the completion of an initial brief examination, it was my opinion that the victims had been systematically executed, unquote. No matter how the situation went down, it ultimately led to the death of a family that didn't deserve it. It was a tragic series of events where someone was going through multiple bad things at once and didn't know how to handle it. It was even more difficult for Bob, I'm sure, since he was Muslim and it is seen in the Muslim community as you being a failure if you can't take care of your family. I'm sure he felt like he wasn't worthy anymore. So just a friendly reminder to check in on your loved ones, no matter how good they may seem to be on the outside. Everyone faces struggles that we don't know about. This is a really short case, you guys. I couldn't really find much, but I just wanted to ease my way back into having episodes 
I will definitely have more episodes in line for you guys. So I'm very excited. And of course, it's 2021, you know, have fun with it. Fuck it. You know what I mean? So thanks so much for listening to this episode of Texosity. Let me know what you what cases you guys want to hear about next. Remember to subscribe to 210 Culture Media and Pups Culture Radio so you can be notified of any upcoming episodes. I will see you guys later. Bye.